एक मिनट रुक जाओ रेडी होने दो चलो ये कर लेते हैं अक्षय Hi this is Saurabh and you are listening to the Founder Thesis podcast. We meet some of the most celebrated startup founders in the country and we want to learn how to build a unicorn. I am the guy who will who will find hacks for everything right uh, you know there is a set formula to crack an exam but there is probably an easier way to crack the same exam right so i'll i'll tell you one of my instances not not from engineering from b school though right so there was this one exam where it was a multiple choice question exam right so uh, everybody was you know looking at older papers trying to figure out what are the answers and it was an extremely complicated economic uh, exam right and there was no way i would get my head around it by studying so much right and because it was a multiple choice paper right i also went through all the old uh, question papers right but i was so the professor has been the same for that subject for a long long time right so i basically went through and saw where are most of the answers is it a b c or d so and observed a pattern and went and said i will mark the whole uh, answer paper there is a high probability of it being between b and c so i will i will take a uh, you know bet on how many b's how many c's i won't even mark a and d right uh, and actually ended up with a b minus or some grade like that uh, beating so many so many of the others who who basically sat in cram right so so this was one example of okay this is not what i do always but my mind will figure out the easiest shortest path to achieve anything With 26 official languages there is no doubt that India is a country with extensive diversity not just languages but even dialects within each state differ from city to city obviously the social media in a country like this will have its own formula and our guest today a premier took this up as a challenge to create vocal and coo the voice of india in indian languages A premier Radha Krishna a shy kid growing up in a middle class family completed his electronics engineering degree from NIT Suratgal and has worked with Infosys after which he pursued his MBA at IIM Ahmedabad He is a serial entrepreneur and is best known for his previous venture Taxi for Shaw His current venture Koo may end up leaving a tremendous mark on the Indian social media ecosystem by empowering millions to use social media in their native language. Here is our premier talking about his stint at Jones Lang LaSalle and his ventures afterward. I did a summer internship with Jones Lang LaSalle. Uh, so the same company offered me a, a job um, for my final placements as well. I accepted that. Um, so there as well, you know, there were a lot of consulting companies, uh, iBank, which which were in demand. Uh, so I chose I chose the one company which nobody ever knew about. It's a real estate consulting company, um, and they were hiring for a business. development role so i just thought you know i'd want to tread a path that is less known where i can pave my own path rather than you know getting into a known consultancy firm where again you know your path right uh, so i didn't want to get into another path where everything is written for you right and and hence chose jones lang lasalle which was hiring from iim ahmedabad for the first time or iims for the first time so there was a there was a lot more opportunity to you know contribute in a big way in a company that 
has never been exposed to IIM uh, guys. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, why did they feel that you would fit into a sales role? Uh, I mean, considering that you've not done any sales ever, and 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 why did you want to do a sales role? So it was a combination of a sales role and setting up a new business. So you know, they wanted to ho- uh, set up a hotel vertical, and they had the experienced uh, person already. Uh, Manish was his name. So he he was managing a single single project still then, right? He was managing hotels, and they chose. him to expand the hotel business uh within jones anglers and so what wanted, what do you mean yeah. by hotel business like just just define the business like yeah, so what project, does it mean so th- this vertical was all about project management so if uh, you know a real estate developer ties up with marriott and they want to construct a new hotel uh, in bangalore let's say uh, they would need project management service right uh, they would need somebody to consult them to go about building this whole hotel right uh, coordinating between the architect the contractors you know all of that and they need skilled white collared uh, resources to be able to manage the timelines and budget while executing this project right so that vertical was booming now all the hotels that we see uh, were constructed in the last decade or so right um, so that was that was identified as a booming sector and you know basically went and you know met quite a few real estate developers um, and understood how the business had run within the company so started exposing me to real real live businesses right i was meeting developers who had started from zero i i also met developers who basically uh, were developers because their whole family was in uh, real estate development right so i started getting exposed to all kinds of journeys right and and um, you know started thinking about how it would be if i started my own company with with all the examples of people starting from zero and making it big uh it was extremely inspiring to know those story uh and uh, because of my joining jones lang lasal that was possible uh why did i do a sales role as i was saying it was it was a combination of setting up a new business vertical with uh, manish uh and getting new business right uh so it was business strategy plus executing getting those projects manish of course knew how to execute those projects uh, so that was the kind of role that that i was hired in and it it was very successful like we got we got from one hotel project that we were managing we went to 20 hotel projects in 2 years okay yeah how, how did you uh, navigate the sales process like what did you learn about doing sales you know so, some aspects of my personality helps in sales which is you know me being straightforward and honest uh, i am not there to uh, you know go and you know somehow make money off i am very honest to whether i've added value to your life or business right uh, and when you believe that it shows when you're interacting with a person right um, so the trust that is required uh, for a person to believe that this service provider will actually think of my interest and deliver whatever he's promising i think that aspect was very strong right so for me to so the challenge was identifying who are all constructing hotels who's the owner getting an appointment going and meeting them but once you meet them you know to be able to get your foot in the door and then convincing them was not a not a problem right it, it finally came down to okay what price are you quoting versus somebody else uh, but being able to influence even that and saying you know what's long term beneficial this guy is constructing 10 projects right in the in the next 5 years so you know it's fine if we don't make money off the first two right but we will we will be able to get a long term relationship right so those those kind of thought which never existed i was introducing into the company right um, so i think it was a combination of you know great 
relationship, the hustle, uh, the fresh energy that I was bringing into the you know whole process of getting uh, new clients um, and business strategy on what to say to who and how to get, uh, what is the overall importance of that project to the company. Uh, so I think all of that put together, uh, you know, is what made me successful in that stream. And the, the JLL brand would have helped to get you in front of them, like in terms of open the door for the initial meeting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, while the hard work of uh, contacting the person was done by me, uh, because these were all fresh, some of them were new developers who just wanted to construct one hotel, right? Uh, but the brand of Jones Lang LaSalle definitely helped get the first meet. Yes. So tell me about Raghu. Uh, when did you meet him? So me and Raghu are batchmates from engineering. Uh, and he was also one year senior to me in IIM Ahmedabad uh, in the same dorm. So we've had our common stints at engineering and uh, B-School. Overlap of one year at B-School. Uh, but I mean, like, you know, when you started off Taxi for Sure with him, like, how did you end up spending enough time with him to form a thesis about Taxi mm. for Sure? Or how did that idea uh, originate? Yeah, so so I was going through a phase while working at Jones Lang LaSalle. That, that whole phase was, you know, about, okay, I'm, I'm giving 14, 16 hours a day and I'm trying to innovate and move fast and everything. But a corporate structure will always limit the amount of innovation that you can bring in and the pace at which you can move, right? Um, and also, I didn't see myself, you know, in in the business development role for too long, right? I, I also wanted to be responsible for delivering a promise, right? Uh, so I think with, with all of that, I started thinking about what if I put the 14, 16 hours that I'm putting here into my own business, right? Uh, if it does do well, then, you know, it, it'll be great, right? Uh, if it doesn't do well, it's fine. I can always find another job. And uh, I had I had kind of come to a stage where, you know, I said, you know, let me give myself a couple of years to just give me an opportunity to start my own company, you know, see whether entrepreneurship is for me, right? Uh, and at the same stage, uh, I think Raghu was also quitting his job and uh, was also thinking of starting up, right? Uh, we didn't know what to start up, but... We, Where we was, was he working? He was working at Feedback Mention. That was also in the infrastructure uh, consulting uh, domain. So both of us used to meet once in a while and uh, in one of our uh, meetings in Bangalore, um, so we said, you know, why don't we think of some ideas? Okay, both of us want to start up, yes, but let's think of some ideas. So I was actually discussing ideas with, uh, you know, two more of my friends as well because I was in the zone to start up. So I was like doing discussions with various people and uh, Raghu was uh, one of my friends who I was discussing with and in one of the meetings we said uh, why don't we do a meta search engine for flight um, hmm, we, like we got, Ixigo yeah correct so we got very excited we said okay let's check it out let's do some research and meet back and uh, we did the research and found that there was Ixigo and quite a few more companies which were doing that right um, so we met again we were quite disappointed so uh, both of us uh, weren't thinking of more ideas at that point and uh, we just said okay there's no point doing this uh, whole Ixigo kind of uh, uh, site. Uh, so let's let's think of more ideas, right? So uh, we just said, okay, let's go have a drink. And, you know, the, the we, we went to this uh, pub in on Museum Road. Uh, it was called Old Tavern. Um, unfortunately, it's shut uh, now because of COVID. Uh, so that, that no longer exists. But we went there and, you know, basically started drinking. And, uh, you know, I said, uh, what are the daily problems that we can solve for ourselves, right? Uh, and started listing down all our daily problems. And one of the daily problems was getting from one place to another, right? Uh, why was it a problem? Because there were only autos. You had to hail down 10 autos before you got one auto agreeing to take you for double the meter, right? 
or you had radio taxis which would take forever to call and book right and even after you booked the taxi wasn't for sure right um, so we said here's a nice space which is a daily problem which we can enter and solve right and we'll use technology uh, instead of each user calling one company and seeing whether they get a taxi or not let's just give a single click button so this was pre mobile app right and this was late 2010 we didn't even know mobile app existed so we said on a web page uh, people should be able to click a button and you know the nearest cab should get an alert and they come and pick up this uh, user uh, and that that's basically so we were extremely drunk when we discussed this we, we said okay we were very happy that we found a problem and the next morning also we were very very excited about it uh, and then started researching about uh, you know how to how to go about solving it and whether there is a real pain uh, pain point we did we did a number of surveys with our friend we went and spoke to drivers near the airport and so it was, it was at fun. this time uh, w- like were you aware of ola uber and all uh, like were they also around not at all uh, so this uh, while you know it seems like taxi bashar was just you know copying uber from the outside uh, but when we were doing our research there was no mention of uber or ola in any of the media right we didn't even know they existed uh, we started off independently as this idea right and during the journey we figured that you know there were there were other companies which were trying to get into the cab space right uh, not not exactly daily commute so our whole idea was daily commute which we discussed right there were various players who were trying to do 4 hour 8 hour uh, packages and stuff like that and even uber started off with premium services right in in the us before they started scaling so our initial idea was daily commute using the daily commute uh, vehicle so you were focused on the affordable Uh, segment of this Correct. market basically Correct. we we basically said you know the problem is that people don't get tax uh, and hence we named ourselves taxi for sure because it was very you know directly uh, saying out what we're solving uh, and to make sure that there is a taxi for sure you needed the highest amount of supply or cabs right and uh, the highest amount of uh, supply or cabs was an indica back then right um, so we said let's just aggregate every indica that's out there and uh, you know start the service and that's what we did so when you quit your jobs uh, did you have some investor interest in this idea and that gave you the confidence to quit or you decided to just take the plunge and bootstrapped it yeah so there were inspiring stories of flipkart and redbus doing the rounds then so one is you know the logical thing of okay they're selling selling goods online they're, they're helping book uh, tickets bus tickets online so cabs has to be solved so we we had made up our minds to solve it anyway right um then uh, you know we we were very fortunate to meet uh, deep kalra who is the founder of make my trip uh, back right and uh, him having met us and given us the encouragement to go ahead and solve right uh, in the cab space the way we were thinking gave us a tremendous boost as well right uh, uh, while he couldn't uh, invest in us right away because you know he 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 also was operating a travel uh, business uh, so he couldn't while he wanted to invest he couldn't because of conflict of interest but uh, you know just hearing from person who had already built an online successful online business
business uh, helped us get more contract. And uh, Deep Kalra was extremely generous uh, to put us in touch with uh, Axel, Tiger, uh, InfoEdge, uh, you know, everybody, right? And we started getting exposed to, you know, what what investors think, how do they invest in businesses, right? Our first meeting with uh, InfoEdge with, uh, you know, uh, Sanjeev Bikchandani was was such a disaster for us. Uh, we we actually had no answers to any of the questions, right? And if I think of it now, they must have thought we'll never make it, uh, right? <laughs> uh, so that, that, those were the quality of answers that we had given to some of those questions. Learning on the job is very important and that's what we do now. What, what were some of the things that you learned that we should know these answers when we go to a VC? And I'm asking this so that it helps other listeners who are looking to pitch to also get prepared to go and pitch to a VC. Yeah, so see, 10, 11 years ago, you know, the startup ecosystem wasn't as developed, right? Uh, all these terms of, you know, market sizing or, you know, cost of customer acquisition or, you know, uh, various other things, all the terms that we use today as a, you know, as though everybody knows it because everybody knows it because, you know, if you're going to start up, there are enough articles talking about all of this, right? Giving you an insight into what, how to go about building these businesses. But back then there was, there was none of this, right? There were stories of how they became big, but the details of how to run this business was never there. Uh, you know, I, I remember in the InfoEdge, uh, you know, meeting, we were asked, uh, you know, what is your cost of customer acquisition, right? And we said one rupee. And how did, okay. we, get, <laughs> how did we get that one rupee? It was because we were going to earn 30 rupees and this much will go into operations. Uh, one rupee is what we can spend to make enough money. So hence, we will spend one rupee. Now, is one rupee enough? Uh, so we had no clue. I'm telling you, it was the most embarrassing VC pitch ever in my life. Uh, so I think, you know, the listeners today will definitely be a lot more uh, educated about whether, you know, uh, how to how to calculate the market size of your venture. Uh, what is the cost of cu- uh, customer acquisition? What is the lifetime value of your customer? Uh, right? All of this, once, once you've gone after your passion and you found a problem and you found a solution, I think these are all questions to be answered before you really put in all the effort, right? You sh- As an entrepreneur, you should be aware, right? Whether this business is going to be a billion dollar business or is it is it going to be a, a lifestyle business which, which will make, you know, a revenue of 10 million or 20 million dollars every year, right? Um, so that awareness is very important. And uh, w- when did you actually get like the first funding and uh, how did that happen? And did it happen uh, like pretty early on or after like a couple of months or, you know? Yeah, so uh, it happened uh, pretty organically. So it, when, when we first spoke to everybody, right, we were two, we, were, we just had a PPT and nobody knew what we were talking about. And I don't think we were able to communicate it that well. Uh, so it was an open area. So everybody said, you're, you're early. Why don't you guys execute a bit? And then let's talk again, right? Um, then we stopped, talk, stopped talking to everybody. And then we put our heads down and started executing, right? Um, with your own money. With our own Your money. own savings. Yeah. So we, we put about four plus four, eight lakh um, and started. And uh, we got one engineer uh, who came from Andhra back then. Uh, and it was just three of us along with two more call center employees. Uh, and five of us started, right? Uh, so we, we got to about 20 bookings a day or so. So what, what did you do initially? Like you built out a website and then how did yeah. you, like, did you actually go out to the roads to sign up the taxis or you know like uh, how did you start get the ball rolling yeah so uh, we so we started working on the website of course uh, so now going back to it uh, I think we should have 
not started off with the website or even waited for the launch of the website we could have we, we also had a phone number that we got 606010 um and uh, we could have just started with that number much earlier is what i feel um anyway so uh, so we started with the website we launched it we got our number uh, and then we needed bookings right uh, we didn't even know how how somebody would call us we didn't know the concept of seo scm uh, listing on some services like justile so all of this we started exploring right on how to go about it and get some of these tie ups in place uh, some of the first few things we did we told some of our friends who were working at yahoo infosys tcs and all these places to you know see if they could recommend us recommend us on their internal website right uh, and that's how we got our first unknown customer to book with us so it was and actually, how did you yeah. get the supply the supply yeah so first we started off trying to talk to meru and mega cabs and all these guys they just said boss uh, you know we have enough bookings we don't need more um, so with that one statement you know i started thinking of who actually needs booking right uh, and then figured out that the local guys who are listing on jazdial need bookings the most right so i started talking to uh, calling jazdial and uh, getting local operator numbers uh, and would go and meet them and they were more than happy to tie up and say okay i will service your one booking even if you give me one booking a day i will service so here here was the sub, actual supply which was hungry for business right uh, so the guys who are a brand already weren't hungry for business the guys who had indi- independent individual cabs were hungry for business so we said let's double down on this you know the people who are hungry for business that's how we started building our supply and word of mouth is extremely high amongst drivers um, so we got 10 they got their friends their friends got their friends so it became easier and easier to grow supply uh, as we grew okay and this was like the re- they received the order through an sms or someone called and told them yeah se pick up karo yeah, like because your app and all would have come in later na yeah, yeah correct so our backend system started off as an excel sheet um, where we would we had shared an excel sheet and we were basically saying uh, you know this uh, customer has to be picked up at 9 am from this address dropped to this address and then we would have empty field of driver name number etc right the first few bookings uh, you know we gave it to some of the guys who tied up with us but then we started go more more bookings uh, than what cars we had right so we actually started calling justdial uh, calling some of the operators and just giving them the bookings service right so we would call as the customer asking for a cab just book it based on the information that we had and then 15 minutes before the booking we would call up get the driver number and send a manual sms to our customer saying this is the driver number this is the driver name uh, he will reach 15 minutes or 10 minutes before the pickup time right and then you used to talk to the driver and guide him to the address as much as we could uh, so that's how we started off uh, and then slowly started automating each of these processes one by one you told me that you had reached till about 20 orders a day uh, then yeah after 20 orders a day uh, you know we were running out of money uh, and uh, started talking to uh, the very few angel investors and early stage funds that were live back then um and uh, somehow you know none of them had agreed uh, and in one of our alumni events uh, our uh, you know super senior his name is ram shastri uh, he we met him and you know heard he's an extremely dynamic entrepreneur and we went and told him our story and he got very excited and he said i'll put put in file acts and you know a couple of my friends will also put in file act and uh, you know he was the first guy to agree to put money into us right and uh, while in that process of closing the 
15 lakhs from Ram and his friend, um, they also started uh, meeting other VCs and everybody else. And, you know, uh, one such meeting led us to Anand from uh, from Axel. Uh, so it was it was pure serendipity. So we had actually gone to pitch to JGI Ventures, the Jain College uh, Venture Arm. And we were pitching to their investment head. Um, and he liked us. Uh, but JGI Ventures wanted, you know, a very high percentage of our company, like a 70% to put a crore or something. Oh, wow. Right. Uh, so we said, okay, that, that doesn't work. It doesn't uh, make sense to us. Um, so when you actually, uh, so when he actually told us that, you know, uh, if you guys are uh, interested, then I can put you in touch with Anand because Anand uh, used to rent out his apartment back then. Right. So he said, I know Anand from Axel. Uh, so he, whenever he comes to uh, meet me, I'm, I'll be happy to put you in touch with. So we said, okay, fine. Right. Uh, please keep us in mind. And we, we kept looking for investors. And one day suddenly in the afternoon, um, you know, uh, he called his, this person's name was Hema Sheshadri. So uh, he called us and said, Anand is in my office. Why don't you guys come over and pitch to him? He'll be leaving in 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. JP Nagar to Jain College, uh, you know, we, we drove like maniacs and uh, reached, reached there in 10 minutes. Um, you know, we got a 10 minute slot to pitch to Anand. Uh, so Anand uh, said, uh, you know, went through it patiently and you know, he, he basically said, let's set up something in our office next week. Uh, and uh, that's how our tryst with Axel started. And the following week, we actually met Anand, Prashant Prakash and Prayang. Right? And uh, it was a one hour meeting. And, you know, right after that one hour, uh, Prashant said, uh, you know, they'd love to put in a crore or two uh, into the business and start off. Right? Uh, so, uh, you know, I think, you know, Axel moved extremely fast, uh, which we are still grateful to. Right. Uh, so they were one of the first uh, known VCs to have said yes to us. Uh, and then post that, you know, all the competitive dynamics started. Uh, you know, the, we heard that, uh, you know, Tiger was looking to invest in Ola and uh, thought, you know, the one, two crores would be less. So we should raise more money. Uh, so Axel put us in touch with Helion. We also got Bloom uh, in, in involved and, uh, you know, basically, you know, uh, got in, uh, you know, a bunch of investors together and uh, raised a million dollars, a first million dollar check. So uh, how much time later was this? One million dollars? No, like so, within six months of the first raise? or No, we hadn't raised yet. So instead of Axel putting the one, two crores, uh, we said, let's do a joint million dollars. So it's the same round. And they put in a million, um, Axel, Helion and Bloom put in a million dollars. Uh, it was maybe three months after we discussed all of them. The process took that much time. That's why. How much did you dilute for that stake? Like uh, what was your ownership <laughs> after this? Uh, as in, I don't know whether I should say it out loud, but it was quite high uh, compared to what it is these days. <laughs> yeah. As in, your your individual stakes were like in the teens or better than that? No, no, like after this, that. better than that, better than that. I mean, so then you are at a pretty comfortable place in terms of fire firepower. Uh, you know, how did you go about with the scale up? Like you were at twenty orders a day around that time. So you know, what was the journey after that? So we got a target of hitting five hundred orders a day uh, within a year or so, and I think we achieved that within six months. Um, I think taxi is such a service where word of mouth is very high. If you keep your one con- customer who came to you happy today, uh, since it is a daily use case, somebody else will talk about taking an auto or a cab at some point in time to that customer and they will recommend you. It is a very natural recommendation, right? Um, so we saw very high word of mouth happening 
from day one for us. Uh, and uh, apart from that, we also you know listed ourselves on Just Dial, Ask Laila, Sulekha, all these places. Uh, we also you know invested some time to get our SEO right. Uh, you know, spent a little bit of money on SEM uh, on Google search. So we started uh, so while we were doing this. Uh, you know, Mayank, who's my present co-founder, he he was also he also helped us back then, and he brought brought in this you know very interesting concept of you know being everywhere when a person thinks of a taxi right which means okay i'm at the railway station i'm thinking of a taxi uh, i'm landing uh, you know into bangalore from delhi let's say i'm thinking of a taxi so we started taking advantage of a lot of trigger points where people will think of taxi or search for a taxi and that philosophy helped us a lot with our uh, you know uh, marketing and of course we we started spending- and you you put up like hoardings over there and you made sure that supply was present there for no no it was service. it was more tactical than that as in if you were landing from delhi into bangalore as soon as you switch on your phone uh, in bangalore you after you get a welcome message from your phone network you will you were getting a, a message from taxi for sure right uh, so it was as contextual as that it wasn't about you know a banner and hoping that people saw us um, also early days we we did this really nice jingle uh, around our number uh, 60 60 10 10 uh, so that became extremely viral so every child in bangalore was singing it uh, right so that also helped us like you know when you think of a taxi there's only one number that comes to your mind uh, it really worked well so this 500 a day was when you were still only in bangalore yeah yeah it was only bangalore after after the 500 i think we started expanding uh, went to delhi set up the delhi office came to chennai set that up then hyderabad i think hyderabad yes hyderabad and all other cities then we got an expansion head who set up the rest of the city uh, so it was uh, it was quite something yeah so uh, what was like the peak uh, number of uh, rides a day that you were at i think we hit 40000 rides a day okay and yeah. in how how much time like from that 500 to 40000 that no so the whole journey of start to finish of taxi for show was 3 and a half years right uh, 40000 was our peak when we agreed to sell uh, and june 2011 was when we started uh, january 2015 is when we sold so and and how did the headcount grow in this period like uh, what headcount had you reached uh, you know 2000. you started with just yeah. five people okay 2000 yeah, yeah. okay we sold and these we people were... were in what kind of roles so we had a we had an app and a call center to take bookings uh, so quite a heavy number were in the call center and the next biggest team was the supply team it took care of the cabs in in the in this in the particular cities uh, we had gone to 48 cities by the way uh, from just one city so we needed a team everywhere uh, we had some hubs for the smaller towns we didn't have uh, the call center right there uh, so yeah and then the engineering team and then growth marketing and okay. and how did you compare in the rankings between you uber and ola like you were at 40000 what about uber and ola what would they have been at i don't i don't uh, know a confirmed number for ola and what they were at back then it was uh, what i was hearing was they were easily above 100000 rides a day uh, and uber was probably like 10000 or less than 10000 rides a day back okay it was early days for uber okay 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 so uh, then what happened why did you eventually sell i think a bunch of things came together right uh, so see while running a business you you have certain things that are in your control which is which team do i hire how do i make them work uh, what is my understanding of the business how do i want to take it forward right uh, then comes a slightly more your supply which behaves like it's yours but it 
really isn't doesn't it? it's a it's a beast of its own but it's close to you you can still control how the drivers behave and the users behave uh, then there are market forces so market forces are your competition now how your competition behaves and what decisions they take you have no control over you can only react to certain things that affect you right and one such thing that happened was uh, the 200 million raise from uh, ola from softbank uh, so you know i think softbank uh, you know exited alibaba with their ipo in china uh, they wanted to invest in growing markets and you know saw ola as a as an opportunity to invest in the cab market in india and uh, they raised 200 million when you know we had totally raised 20 million or so back so i think how many rounds more did you do after the first million two more rounds totally about 20 million and then uh, because of that raise we had to respond to that raise right uh, one our business was growing well uh, we were unit level profitable in bangalore and delhi all other cities moving towards that so it was a very tight ship that we were running and growing right as soon as uh, you know ola raised that much money we had to change strategy uh, we had to become more aggressive we had to forget about unit economic and just push the accelerator on you know capturing mark uh, and that is when you know our runway which was easily 15 to 18 months uh, became less than 4 or 5 months because of the pace at which we had to grow in order to compete with the competition and this was your call or the investors told you to do no, this no we it would it would be our as in we have to guide the call right uh, and the investors did agree and uh, we started being more aggressive and once we became more aggressive uh, we had to raise more money and uh, when we were raising that money uh, you know meeting different people across the world the uber uh, rape incident happened in delhi right and with that came headlines that you know taxi for sure ola uber are banned in india right uh, and because of that uh, you know a lot of interested investors uh, started want they wanted to wait wait it out right so there were some investors who were ready to go ahead with it uh, so we ha- we wanted to raise about 80 million or so 80 to 100 million and uh, we had a committed 50 60 million so we had a choice of raising that and closing that round right but we would have had to come back to the market in in about 6 months uh, there was also at the same time an opportunity to uh, sell to ola or both of them made offers uh, so because of the uncertain uncertainty around whether you know taxis will be banned not be banned and the fact that we're running out of money uh, and if we raise the 50 60 meant that we would have to come back into the you know uh, market again to raise in 6 months uh, we thought it it might be a good opportunity keeping in mind you know the interests of investors employees drivers who work with us everybody to actually merge with ola and uh, make sure that there is success for everybody uh, and that that's basically how we took that decision in hindsight uh, do you think the decision to go aggressive and forget about unit economics would be the same decision you would take now or there was no other way uh, if you didn't change you would have you would have died anyways right so see some dis- some of these decisions are market dynamic if you are in a hyper competitive space apart from what you would have wanted to do if you were the only company in the space you should also think of your uh, market dynamic and what your competition does 
So you would have anyway lost customers and drivers because Ola would have given better incentives or better discounts if you had not gone aggressive yourself. Yeah, correct. We would have lost all drivers. Okay, okay. So uh, uh, in 2015, you decided to merge it with Ola. So, uh, you know, uh, what next then? Like, you know, did you like suddenly have nothing to do or did you work at Ola for a while? How did that migration happen? No, we, we exited Ola a month after. So we had uh, Arvind Singhal, who was our COO. He took over as the CEO of Taxi for sure. And uh, he pretty much knew uh, every every bit of what we were doing at Taxi for sure. Um, so it was an easier handover, you know, because it's in the same competitive space. Um, you know, uh, sometimes it, it, it's an easier handover to the buyer, right? Uh, and there was nothing much to do after that. So as part of the deal, we said we will exit um, because there can't be two leadership, right? Uh, so that's that's how it happened. So we we exited right one month after, and suddenly after being so busy, uh, you have nothing to do. <laughs> okay, okay. But uh, did you walk away with like a significant amount of cash to like reinvest in the next venture or something like that, or like uh, you know what was your situation at that time? No, so most of our uh, exit happened in cash for us uh, founders. Uh, so it wasn't about investing in another company. I think you know we we had strived and struggled really hard uh, for three and a half years and you know, we got an exit for that hard work uh, and we still are shareholders in Ola uh, and really hope for the success of the company because we 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 were one of the key players who you know formed that industry in India right uh, the first player in Bangalore for example so I think it's important uh, that you know we recognize that you know uh, the fact that you know there are multiple players who always form an industry at a pace so if there was no competition you would take it slow and hence you know it will take longer to form the industry but if there is competition we were an extremely aggressive competitor to everybody who was out there uh, I think that's that's very important to note and why did you select Ola over Uber I think we were more aligned in terms of you know model of operating uh, Ola was uh, you know had as many cities live uh, they had a heavy operations team whereas Uber had a three member per city kind of a structure uh, till then right um, and they didn't have a call center they didn't have cash bookings um, you couldn't schedule rides for later you know just the philosophy so they had a they, they were early in India and they were still learning and you know, we didn't know whether you know they would uh, actually move towards what taxi for sure is doing or uh, you know just keep running on the you know global model that they had uh, so if they did choose to run on the global model then you know a lot of people would lose their job uh, and hence we chose to sell to Ola. Plus, I think, you know, the probability of, of the deal was higher with Ola because, you know, buying out the second biggest player in the market would essentially make them undisputed leaders of the market and hence be able to raise more money at a much higher valuation than, than they would have with, you know, one more competitor in the fray, right? So I think there was more value add that was happening with Ola uh, by buying us than what an Uber would have seen. So we, we thought that was a better choice. And did you interact with Bhavesh also? Like, did you work with him for a while? Mm, only, only the deal contours, uh, mostly driven by Raghu. Uh, I had met Bhavesh a couple of times before, not not in the deal aspect of it, but 
you know just as you know, discussions around common things that have to be solved for the industry and everything what was the work be- split between you and ragu so uh, i was looking after mostly external stuff and ragu was mostly looking after internal stuff so what do i mean by that uh, you know when we started off it was mostly divided uh, ragu was uh, looking after product technology uh, finance operation right uh, i was looking after uh, users marketing uh, supply onboarding and supply management of the cab right so that's how it was split broadly okay 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 so like a new chapter in your life starts now in 2015 so tell me what you did post that i think uh, for for about 3 4 months i i didn't even think of anything and then started thinking about what's the next big wave right uh, that that is going to come in the internet space um started making some observations around um, you know what the non english users were up to on the internet right uh, they getting access to phones data uh, so this was pre geo era when i was making all these observations and said it's an eventuality that people will get access to cheaper phones and you know data is also going to get cheap um, so it's the fundamental reasons why somebody uses the internet is to search for information and knowledge or uh, connect with other people or communicate or express oneself so this is what we do no matter what we use even with this podcast i'm communicating right and we're using this tool for that so for the english audience all of this sorted with some social media some other platforms right but for the non english speaking audience who won't be comfortable with an english first experience how do we give this give these same um, experiences of expression and searching for knowledge information all of those things that's how i started thinking about it and you know uh, axel and bloom my previous investors of course uh, you know uh, like the whole area under which this was this would operate and uh, you know we started experimenting with some uh, product right uh, uh, so we built a voice voice only whatsapp we built a voice twitter we you know we built several things based on a thesis of voice first um, for local language users right then in that framework we we found a product market fit in uh, voice question answers right um, so most of the new internet users uh, are asking questions on google using the voice mic button right uh, 40% of google's uh, searches in india are, are through voice and most of them are uh, local language question now when somebody asks a question in voice they expect a answer back in voice so that is what we what we basically uh, found right and we said okay there are no there is no uh, whether it's text voice or whatever format there are no answers to these questions that are being asked afresh uh, on the internet so let's build a community which will answer these questions in local language right and that that product market fit led to vocal right uh, so vocal has been growing extremely well we're at uh, you know around 15 million monthly active users on our uh, search uh, platform and uh, it's, it's growing well uh, so you don't have to spend too much there are organic questions coming in there, there's a community on our side which is answering those all of that gets indexed so the next time somebody searches anywhere uh, you know our answers are popping up right on top as in even a google search would yeah, show yeah. your answers correct okay 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 so this would uh, convert the voice into text so that it is indexed by search engine yeah yeah that we we were doing okay hmm, hmm. so you you had that voice to text engine for all these local languages yes so we didn't build it so this is the only technology that we used uh, outright uh, from the shelf but all other technology identifying the uh, tags for a question whether it's a fact or opinion all of those things are built by us. okay 
and when did uh, vocal start like which year uh, was it immediately uh, after so we did we did a bunch of experiments for a year uh, and then after that vocal kind of emerged uh, this was early 2016 so why did you get interested in a problem which uh, doesn't have much personal connect for you like you know i mean the fact that there's not uh, much uh, content which is non english in the internet doesn't affect you much no? i mean yeah, you yeah, yeah. can always consume stuff in english so so Perfect. what made you interested in this problem so during the journey of taxi for sure um, you know some of the most satisfying moments for me was when you know i'm ra- walking down the street and a taxi driver you know uh, puts his hand out and waves it and says hi right and some taxi drivers would stop and want to have a conversation and they would thank thank us for all the effort that we put in to change their life right uh, so those were some of the most satisfying moments of taxi for sure where you've really impacted lives and enhanced their lives to another level right so did i when we started taxi for sure did i understand uh, the driver problems as deeply maybe not i was just trying to solve the user side problem right which was which was more my behavior but in that journey you've also solved somebody else's problem right uh, and that is highly impactful right and i think that is the theme of this where i said you know what's a business that can have extremely high impact on people on a large number of people and that's how uh, my interest to solve you know the new internet user problem started okay okay and uh, so uh, you know what has been uh, uh, the i mean how do you monetize this like when somebody is asking a question and other people are answering it this is all like user generated content right i mean none of it is created by your team the questions or the answers no no this is all user generated content uh, there is no there is no spend on consumption or creation right so it's a pure marketplace in in that in that sort um how do you make money so we've still not ma- started making money uh, i think there will be opportunities to make money as the platform grows even further uh, just like how a google makes money right so there are questions being asked on google all the time there are some which you can make money off and some questions that you can't make money off right but uh, you know you you will still answer the questions that you can't make money off because that's what is giving you the brand of ask anything here right and uh, that's what that's what we are also leading to we're just you know being very patient about uh, the repository that is being created in voice answer uh, once we have enough voice answer repository i think that is the time to double down on you know some of the search and asking behavior uh, and see how we can monetize so you would like have display ads or like uh, audio ads considering that your product is like a yeah so it could be various types of ads uh, as in it could be a short so let's say it's a one minute answer i could add a short 5 second or 10 second clip before the answer starts playing uh, or it could be a full answer by a brand uh, above the actual answer right it could be uh, live sessions from expert who are answering on the topics of career education uh, health and all of these right uh, so there are various uh, thoughts on how to monetize we, we still haven't hit hit that stage hmm. okay okay and how do you acquire customers is it like word of mouth or do you also spend no no uh, we don't spend anything on uh, customer acquisition so it it's largely uh, search uh, whether it comes from google uh, we're in talks with alexa to alexa team to see whether we can answer some of the hindi and other regional language questions so it will so we what we have done in terms of value add to the internet is built a community which is answering in local languages using voice now we not hit a stage where we are saying we will be the destination to ask right we are uh, our content is being put on to platforms 
where the asking is already happening right and once uh, you know we have a big enough repository then we will see how to invest into the uh, whole owning of asking experience okay. and uh, typically uh, what are the type of users that you have and what what is the kind of things that people ask you know mo- most uh, frequently asked uh, so we have what, a lot what, like, yeah. you know, like what would be, hmm. we ha- we have a lot of fact questions being asked uh, people generally like uh, you know another human saying out the answer even if it is as simple a question as uh, you know who built the taj mahal or who is the prime minister of india or any anything of that um, so there are quite a few fact questions then in opinion questions uh, you know education uh, career uh, health life love these are some of the main categories and these categories are a reflection of what india's mood is india's mood is to learn get better and become a better version of themselves right uh, how to earn money you know how to get a better career so that is what is on indians mind and that that's a, that's a, quite a bulk of the questions that we get okay and uh, tell me about uh, ku which you have uh, recently launched so what is the idea there yeah so uh, while building vocal we we saw you know there are various types of expression that the new users can do one is asking questions and answering questions and the mood there is all about q and a right on vocal uh, we said okay people may want to express themselves freely right uh, without answering a question uh, how about building a product for that use and we said you know uh, microblogging is is a very good way of letting people express themselves a very quick in a very quick manner right uh, and that's how we started the experiment of ku uh, so we launched it in march 2020 and uh, we've already seen good traction on it um, like you know canada so we, we're close to a million downloads overall um, canada has grown very well that was our first community we have some of the most uh, you know famous kanadigas uh, as part of the community already whether it is the deputy minister ashwath narayan uh, or uh, cricketers anil kumble and jawagal shrinath uh, it could be satguru uh, you know uh, posting content in kannada um, so all of this is happening on the platform right now right uh, and it's extremely uh, useful for kanadigas to connect in a very different manner uh, when you have a social media in their language i'm a kanadiga myself and you know uh, that, that's how we started off with kannada and built the product and now we're in hindi and, you know we've got uh, multiple uh, folks so hindi is growing faster than kannada now we've got a lot of folks uh, from bollywood as well joining right uh, we've got uh, so we recently won the atmanirbhar app challenge uh, right you know that has really helped us uh, get noticed uh, and we're we're hoping to uh, you know basically build from there and make sure that for the wider audience of india uh, we are the microblogging platform okay so in a way if vocal is like a audio kora ku uh, is like a, a audio twitter is it audio or audio video both no it's text audio video uh, it's it's op- uh, right so um, it is it is aimed for those who are who prefer uh, local language over english so it does so we are we are actually so ku is uh, directed towards some of the most intelligent smart people in india and who are part of the first 100 million users of india and who prefer local language over uh, english language and so all these celebrities who have joined ku like did you uh, deliberately try and do a campaign to get them to join or was it all organic no we've reached out to some of them we've uh, you know got organic downloads from some of them uh, but we've never actually you know uh, done any any kind of deal with them monetary deal with them to get them on board with which a lot of uh, 
social media platforms in India are doing or have done. Uh, but I think the the quality of the product and the mood of the product is about thoughts and opinions. And uh, there is there is a lot of need to be able to communicate oneself in local languages in order to build a strong rapport with the new internet audience, right, which prefers local language over English. So, uh, you know, I think products are defined as much by what you can't do as by what you can do on it. So what are the things you can't do on Ku? Like, what are the restrictions you have? Like, you know, is there a character limit or a, a length limit yeah, on no. the uh, audio or video? There is a char- character limit of 400 characters uh, or a one-minute uh, audio review. We've also made it compulsory for you to say something. You can't just come and, uh, you know, upload a, a WhatsApp forward and, you know, just say, I'm, I've posted, right? We want you to be speaking your mind on the platform, right? Uh, because we're a thoughts and opinions platform. We're not a entertainment platform, right? So that is another restriction uh, that we've that we've done. Um, also, uh, we we don't show you content unless you follow the people that you like. Uh, so that is a that is a very uh, Western product kind of a philosophy where you know you from day one you are forcing users to tell their preference so that in the long run each one. So you could come to Ku and you know follow a lot of politics related people and you know you get your politics feed and I could just follow writers and poets and get a uh, you know that kind of a right. Um, so for each individual user it is different uh, and we've you know basically bucketed everybody into a language based community so that the discussion on a daily basis are around what matters to that community and not really those are not diluted by what the national news and national sentiment is mm-hmm. okay so uh, like audio is mandatory like you cannot just post a text or a uh, or an image or a picture or something like that not audio is mandatory text audio or video saying something original is mandatory. so you can put up a picture but you have to say something about the picture you can't just put up a picture what is the uh, moat for this like you know if twitter decides to focus more on vernacular what would be your moat around coup uh, i think you know doing a local language first approach uh, has an advantage right uh, so for everybody who doesn't understand so let's say i i tell you to uh, download a spanish or you know even a chinese app uh, and navigate yourself you'll never feel welcome on that app because don't you don't understand the language right even if it is a photo first experience you still need to sign up and navigate and you know all all the basic stuff you're gonna have to do in uh, the foreign language right so you will never feel at home and hence you will never use that uh, plus you know being a kanadiga i want to see other kanadiga uh, first i don't want to see everybody else in the country so i think there are these special you know uh, things that we've built into the product which makes you feel more at home when you use who than any anything else right uh, and now for that you have to do product tweak and it depends on whether you know companies have a global uh, approach to product whether they localize it to what extent do you localize are they equipped for it so all of that matters right uh, so i think to, to just compete in in the realm that we operate in you'll have to be a lot more nimble than what what you are right now okay so uh, the ban of chinese apps how has that uh, affected you we're not a uh, alternative to any chinese app that was there right so there was no 
So, for example, a video app like a TikTok replica is getting a lot of traction, right? Because people want it. Uh, it's another story that nobody is retaining on those apps. But it is a replica of TikTok, and hence people searching for TikTok will come here. Um, but in our case, we we were anyway saying we want to do microblogging in local language, irrespective of who is there or not there, right? Uh, so our product thesis and you know how we want to build this company hasn't changed. Um, and because we are not a direct replacement to any Chinese app, we've not seen some crazy spike but because of the chinese app ban i think the sentiment around wanting to use made in india app is very high so when a user gets to know that okay this is a made in india app versus some other countries app who will definitely have an advantage so uh, going forward like between vocal and ku you know what do you see as the bigger focus area for you and why so is twitter hotter or quora yeah so twitter is i think definitely yeah, a so, bigger organization mm. as in just being part of your daily life happens on Twitter, right? Full stop. So for us, uh, I think the focus right now, because Ku is also an early product, uh, the focus on developing it and bringing it to a certain level is definitely on uh, Ku. Right? Uh, Vocal is, is is hitting a 15 million MAU kind of scale and it is mostly search and the playbook is ready. We're mostly in Hindi there, we'll run to other languages. So that is something that we will do over a period of time. Uh, and because it is so dependent on search uh, and we don't spend too much money on marketing it is dependent on external factors as well right it is not just you know we take advantage of the market by spending and acquiring customers we are just going to keep growing the community there and community will keep coming and giving answers which you know people will consume from various ways of ask uh, so ku is our focus and uh, we want ku to grow into every language that indians speak we want to develop all those communities and and uh, hopefully we should become a part of everybody's daily lives uh, in the next one year. Okay. So my last question. So, uh, you know, what is it that is uh, personally driving you these days? Like, you know, is there a question that you're seeking the answer to? Is there some new skill set that you're looking to learn? Uh, what is currently driving you? You know, the drive is to make an impact on people's lives, right? Uh, how big an impact can you leave on the society for the better of society? Uh, the voice of an Indian who does not know English is not heard on the internet today, right? So can we enable that and create a huge impact on the society is, is what is driving and me in particular. Um, so that's what makes me, you know, strive hard and meaningful. So that was Apramiya Radhakrishna telling us about his ventures, Vocal and Coop. You can find out more about them on www.vocal.in that's v o k a l . i n and www.cuapp.com that's k o o a p p.com like the founder thesis podcast then do check out our other shows on subjects like marketing technology career advice books and drama visit the podium.in that is t h e p o d i u m . i n for a complete list of all our shows this was an hd smartcast original hd smartcast 
Log on to hdsmartcast.com to listen to more such podcasts.